This is the Ball Talk Pod. Evan Kinsey. Starting now. Good afternoon, and thanks for tuning in to the Ball Talk Pod with Evan Kinsey. On today's show, former Powell Pulaski and Knott Central head coach and six-time regional tournament winner David Fraley joined the show. Coach, thanks for coming on. It's my pleasure. Always always uh, good to talk with the catcher. Uh, several of those boys were instrumental in the good things that happened to me. Let's start from the beginning of your coaching career. You came to Powell in 1966, and in your book, Echoes of Winning, you talk about coming there as a student teacher, and on your first day you were told that you would be the eighth-grade boys basketball coach. You were successful immediately, going 10-3. and three. How was that experience for you, and how were you able to win so quickly? <laughs> I think I got lucky. Uh, there were some pretty good players there, and Tommy Smallwood had worked with the eighth grade team or someone had brought them through, maybe through Little League uh, back in the days of Wayne Hearn and Earl Baker and Bobby Wickline, and I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't think Ronald Davis was coached. No, I know he wasn't coaching Little League then, but I had some good players, and, and uh, Russell Bowen was the principal, and part of my duties as a student teacher, he said, was to coach the eighth grade that semester. And uh, so I did, and uh, uh, I think uh, when I was so green back then that the kids probably won the games in spite of me, because all I knew was what I had done with my high school coaching. I think we ran the second guard around on every play. Just some kids scored some points, and ten and three was was a good record for the eighth grade back in those days. And after that year, you coached the eighth freshman and JV team for three years before becoming the head coach of the Pirates. As a 27-year-old, there was a lot of pressure on you to succeed, but you had a great mentorship for years with coaching legend Ferris Woods. Did you feel prepared to take over the program? After uh, Ferris, came there as principal. Uh, he adopted me for some reason. His, his direct words were, I'm going to show you the Bobcat way, uh, talking about the Bradford County Bobcats. He had never really shared with people uh, his his coaching philosophy and the things that he believed. So I went through a pretty intense uh, three years of training with him. And uh, then he got upset at a political situation and moved on to Fleming County. So when I took over the job, uh, as head coach at Powell, uh, I felt very prepared, really, to do that. Uh, but there's nothing that teaches you like experience. And uh, you learn so much on the job. And, and when I became the head coach, all of a sudden uh, your perspective changes and people's perspective of you changes. So I was able to uh, – the same kids that I had coached for three years – including uh, your uncle and some others, uh, I was able to just move up with those kids, and we just kept going. And through the seven years I was the head coach, uh, a lot of the names were the same all during that time. Uh, you were originally going to be a PE teacher in English, and then you went on they had that coaching put on you by the principal at the middle school. At what point? Did you know that coaching was what you wanted to do? That wasn't your first choice, but when did you know that was going to be uh, what you are going to do? 
Well, I thought when the when the eighth grade team went ten and three that winning games was fun. And watching the kids' excitement when they won games, that was all fun. So I thought uh, to get the PE job then, I had uh, our PE teacher left, and PE jobs were really hard to get back then. And to get the PE job, I had to agree uh, with uh, Rodney Clark was the superintendent. I had to agree to be the uh, assistant coach and do the uh, eighth, the ninth, and the JV team. And for that, they paid me the grand sum of $500 for coaching 72 games plus all those practices. But uh, it was fun, and, uh, you know, I was young, and, and it was just the excitement of the competition. And I found that I got back in there, and I liked that. So I guess I did it. EK because I, I, I enjoyed it, uh, and I didn't know I was going to enjoy it. It certainly was not in my plans to be a basketball coach at any time the four years I was in college. The highlight of your Powell County career was winning the 1974 regional championship team. You talked about in your book you had a few players that you wish you could have got that regional tournament win with. You had Winford Hughes, H.A. Cunningham, but you had a really special – Group in 1974, Goose Goodwin, my uncle, Steve Kinzer. What was special about that team from the other teams that you coach at Powell? Well, I think that team, uh, actually, I can explain this if I talk a few minutes about that team had a better coach than the three years before him because of what I learned as I went along. Um, I think I got better at what we were doing and our system was in place and just some excellent play from some kids at the right time, I think, won that regional tournament. Uh, I remember uh, the combinations were good. Henry Dirksen could guard anybody in the league that we were in. Uh, that's that's a thing that goes without people talking about enough. Henry was maybe six one, but he was long and lanky and could jump really high and was very quick. And Henry was was just a really good defender. And uh, uh, in in the last two games of the regional tournament, his his ability to defend the best player on the other team, I thought made the difference of winning and losing. And then Jay Means was such he controlled the game from the point guard position. Uh, we didn't shoot the ball until we were ready, and we didn't shoot the ball until the right people had it in their hands. And Jay just had the – he had developed that knack through the two or three years that Coach Crow coached him on the JV and I coached him on the varsity when to go and when to hold it and who to get it to at the right times. And, you know, Goose could score. Uh, uh, Steve Kentry could score points. Steve made at, – up to, at that time made the two biggest foul shots we'd ever had made against Breathitt in the semifinals with like six seconds on the clock to give us the lead. Uh, and uh, Mike Long was a kid that just rebounded the ball and guarded people. That was his job. and he But he got you seven or eight points a game. But he was a rugged kid that could beat and was physical. And and all, all those kids together brought something different to that team. And then maybe I was a little smarter and a little more seasoned than trying to go up the road and play in, in, in the Hazards and the Jacksons because those people up there had it their way for a long time with Powell County. 
And we were good enough to win the region maybe in 73, but we just didn't, never got that break. And uh, in 74, it all came together. And we had we had seven players, really. Uh, Scott Moorhead and Steve Jones were excellent off the bench. We didn't lose anything when we put them in. And uh, it was just that combination of those kids that grew up together through Little League and through eighth grade JV ball. And then it all came together for them in in March of '74, and it was it was a fun ride. There's no denying that. In your book, you talk about uh, Coach Crow screaming, "Don't foul! Don't foul!" Whenever Steve made the free throws, um, I can say, I could uh, imagine that would be a really um, nerve wracking time. To see if they're going to make the shot. Breath um, of County in the semifinals, um, and then the next game you got MC Napier. Um, what happened in that game? We played, uh, I think the most nervous person on the bus was me when we went to that game. Probably not crowing myself. But we played very, very well against MC Dapier. Uh, we had played them. They beat us uh, the year before in the semifinals. Uh, and... Uh, or in 72. I forget which year it was. We were very familiar with with Coach Albert Combs and the MC Napier Navajos, it's now part of Perry Central. Um, we had played them, I think, earlier in the year, or we certainly had scouted them a lot. And we went in there and just had a great ball game. Our kids just played super. Uh, Henry Dirksen held their leading score for like six to way up in the fourth quarter. Uh, I can't remember. I know his first name was Carlos. I can't remember his last name. Uh, but... Uh, everything worked well for us in that game, and we were up 23 or 4 in the fourth quarter, which is the best feeling in the world winning the first regional tournament with no pressure going down the stretch and letting the kids enjoy enjoy every moment of it. And it, I think it was just that we played played very well that night and made shots. And you know, when you make shots, everything looks good. Yeah. Uh, the basket looks as wide as the ocean when you're making shots. Um, yes, it does, and then it gives you more energy too. Yeah. Um, the next in the state tournament, uh, you got you went to the uh, Freedom Hall in Louisville, and you got to play Taylor County. Um, lost by nine points in that, but um, that gave you some experience for your next five regional. That, that's uh, that's true. State tournament yeah. appearances. Um, what was that like for you, being in the that atmosphere with? Um, tons of fans there. What was it like uh, playing in that? Well, it's certainly a dream come true for me and the guys that were on the team and the coaching staff. It's just something that you hope will happen to you once in your career that you'd like to go out in the bright lights. Needless to say, Freedom Hall was the biggest building we'd ever been in. And, uh, and I don't think that we ever – in the 74 group, we never stopped celebrating long enough to have a serious practice, although at that time our floor was 40 by 70. So the Freedom Hall floor was 50 by 94. So how could you practice anyway? <laughs> what difference would it have made? But you couldn't. You could not simulate that atmosphere or that the size of that place. And we went down there and... and uh, Community was excited, and uh, all of our guys were sky high. And and I, it was my first trip ever to state tournament. I didn't know 
what to expect or what to do. So we probably celebrated too long, but we lost to a pretty good uh, Taylor County team. They were six six and six four, six two across the front, which was a little bigger than us. Yeah. But it was a trip that uh, people still talk about at Powell County. And you only do it once. That first regional championship only happens once. And it was a bunch of kids that had come up through our system, and they deserved that trip to Freedom Hall. Uh, back then, you didn't have the three-point shot, and there was a lot of things that are different from now. And uh, we we were just glad to go represent the 14th region and, and to get the monkey off Powell County's back because even as we talk today, there's a lot of schools that's never been to the state tournament. Uh, never never got to, to feel that. And uh, I'm glad that Powell's went twice. They went again in 2003. We felt like we felt like our 77 team could have won it had we got a break when John Kentry was on that team. Uh, and Shannon Stidham, Shannon Stidham was our point guard. Got a sprained ankle in the first game. And it was hard for him to play in the semifinals. 77 team, if you get a break and you get a luck, get lucky, I felt like they might have could have won that region. Uh, they were certainly good enough. But with your point guard goes down with a sprained ankle, that changes everything. You said, John, uh, I think a lot of people like disrespect old, like, uh, basketball from the 70s. Uh, one, one time I watched a, a game, I think it was against MC Napier. Uh, John had a recording of it. It was his senior night. Uh, you weren't the coach then, but we watched it, and um, he he hit like he had like 36 points. He was hitting all of his outside shots, and I was like, "Wow!" They they all told uh, stories. I've heard stories from Steve and John uh, all my life about basketball, um, but then you really see it, and I was like, "Wow!" Those teams were really good. Um, they're really good players too. That's true. Uh, you know, it's really hard to compare apples and oranges and carrots with onions, but players uh, of that period could were very, very fundamentally sound. I don't think the word athletic and athlete come along at that time. The stuff they talk about now on ESPN. But uh, John and Steve Kinsher, your uncles, were both excellent shooters, and I'm not going to pick who I thought was the best shooter, but they both made a lot of shots, and they were both really hard workers, and not the quickest guys in the world. John may be a little quicker than Stephen, but Stephen maybe jumped a little better, but they were both excellent players for me and did everything they could, uh, and, and they were fundamentally sound, and, and and the guys in the 70s could play. Yes, they could play. I mean, you're talking about back in those days, you know, look at some of the teams that won the state tournament uh, and go on to D1, D1 schools and play play big time, even go on the, to the pro leagues. Some of those guys that were winning the state tournament when it was held in Louisville every year. Okay, after uh, your seven years in Powell County, you moved on to Pulaski County, uh, and you won your first one there in 1979. Um, you went back in 84, and then in 86, you won the state tournament with Reggie Hansen, uh, former Kentucky Wildcat, and played for the Boston Celtics for a little while. And your son, Shannon Fraley, was on the team as well. Talk about your time at Pulaski 
and also that uh, state championship winning team. When I went to Plasky, uh, I think I left and John Kentcher was going to be a senior. Powell County was going to be very good. Uh, and uh, I was kind of sad to leave that group, but the time had come for me to move on. And Pulaski offered a, a school with the gymnasium that seat 6,000 people, and they had a school of 2,000 kids. So building and get to the state tournament a bit more often from just simply those numbers and uh, a gymnasium where we hosted the regional from time to time. All those factors uh, inspired me to move or uh, were part of the decision to move down there. At Pulaski, we had a lot of work to do putting our system in, and it took a while. Second year, uh, we were bigger and stronger, and we got lucky and won two hard games in the regional tournament, a couple of games we were supposed to lose, and got to play in the state tournament. In 1979, we played Hazard in the first round, and that was the first game ever played in Rupp Arena as a high school state tournament game. That was the first year they had hosted. The KHSAA had moved the state tournament there. We played. We beat Hazard in overtime. My good friend Roger Kirby was coaching up there, and we got lucky and beat them. And then we lost to Warren East in overtime in the Elite Eight, and that was the year that Dirk Manningfield and Jock Sutherland won their state title uh, in 79. So we got a little taste of it, and we went back from with Pulaski in 84, uh, and we lost to Henry Clay. And uh, the uh, little tidbit on that story is, with six seconds on the clock, a kid named made two foul shots uh, to beat us. And that game was an overtime, I think. But the guy that made those shots was named Chip Rupp. Uh, he was a grandson of Adolf. So I guess it's fitting if you're going to get beat by some kid making a couple of foul shots in Rupp Arena <laughs> that he'd be named, that he'd be named after his grandpa. But in 86, when we went back up there again, uh, we were rated pretty high in the state, and I knew we were pretty good, but I didn't allow myself to think we might win it all, especially when the draw came out and we had Clay County the first. How many times they had won the 13th region, and what a basketball coach that he was. And Richie Farmer was a sophomore then. So uh, they had uh, Pennington in there and Woody Asher. And I knew they were very good, and I knew we were good. We had beaten them in a season game, two points on a last-second shot for Santa Fe. And I knew that we could play with them, but you never know if you're going to win, you know. And so we go up there, and we play very well, and we beat Clay. And uh, after the game, Bobby Keith said to me, if you get them to play that well three more times, you'll win the title. And that was honestly the first time that I had thought we might win win a state title. I had been just pretty satisfied to get there two or three times. So in the second game, we got George Rogers Clark. I think they might have even been called Clark. I I don't know what they But it was with Guy Strong, who has been a tremendous basketball coach. 
everywhere he's ever been. He coached uh, Virginia Tech and Oklahoma State. He coached Louisville Bell. Uh, a proud Urban graduate. He took. He was a player when Urban went to the state tournament. Your neighbor up there. And Guy was just, uh, just, uh, uh, it, it still is just a wonderful person and, and a great, great basketball coach. And I think we beat them one uh, late in the game. Uh, Reggie Hansen had a super game that day. He scored 37 in that game. Wow. Uh, Reggie had been in trouble against Clay County. And Billy Hardy, our other six seven guy, had scored twenty five or six, I think, against Clay County. So it was two games where our postmen had done what we had hoped to do. And so after beating Clay and Clark, then we had Owensboro on Saturday morning. Back then they played two games on Saturday. So we beat Owensboro in overtime. Randy Emery was coaching. He's now a scout for the Miami Heat. Uh Randy had several good trips to the state tournament with the Owensboro Red Devils. They've been forty some times in their history, I think. So we were in we were in unfamiliar territory with some of these people who were perennial visitors to the state tournament. And then with that win, the game after us was PRP and Hazard, and uh, everyone there felt like Hazard got a. Uh, maybe a bad shake at the end of the game and PRP was able to beat them. Uh, there was a there was a play on uh, a hazard player that went to the basket that a lot of people felt was goaltending or at least a foul. Uh, and, and neither was called and PRP beat them in one or two. So we had PRP in the finals at 8 o'clock. And I'll tell you, when you realize you've made it to the finals of State Tom, it's quite fair. And you get... Uh, you get goosebumps on top of goosebumps, and then they play uh, my old Kentucky home for you. And of course, they juiced it up quite a bit now compared to what it was back then. But uh, we went out there and fought back and forth with PRP. And neither team could score much. Both of us were packed in two, three zones, just trying not to. They had a big kid named Joyner who went on to Marshall. We had Hanson. We went to Kentucky, uh, and at the end of the game, it was 45 to 45 with a minute to play. <clears throat> we held it down to, <clears throat> excuse me, we held it down to 11 seconds, and Shannon took it to the basket and uh, laid it in with six to play. There's that number again, six seconds. Maybe a little early, but, but you got to go when you can go because everyone thought we were trying to get the ball to Hanson, which we were, and they weren't going to let him have it. So we, uh, Shannon saw the hole, and he ran it to the basket and uh, laid it in, and they had a kid named Derek Wilcox who went on and played at Vanderbilt, uh, race it down the floor, and he missed a jumper. And that takes a while to process and sink in and realize what you and your kids have done. And uh, but it's uh, if you're a basketball person in Kentucky, it stays with you forever. And uh, I don't even have to speak about Dale Mabry, the coach at PRP. The guy's won over 900 games, and he's been to the state tournament. He won one a couple of years after we did. 
uh, Dale's just done a tremendous job down at PRP. Uh, and, but when you win a state title, it, it does. I think it validates you. It kind of changes you, and, and you, you uh, see things just a little differently about the game of basketball. But then in 92, the last uh, trip that, that I took Pulaski, we beat uh, Marion County in the first round. And the reason I bring that up is they were rated one in the, one in the state. And uh, they had a kid named, uh, that you've heard of, he was named Anthony Epps. Yeah. <laughs> you've heard of him. Okay, he went on to Kentucky and did Yeah, he went on to Kentucky and did all right, didn't he? Yeah. So uh, then we lose in 92. We lose to to uh, Lexington Catholic in the Elite Eight. That was the year that uh, uh, it ends up with Lexington Catholic playing uh, University Heights in the state finals. Okay, and I'm going to put this in perspective for you. It was the same night that Christian Leitner beat Kentucky on a 2.5 second shot. Okay? Mm -hmm. That was the same night that happened, 1992. So about what was going on. In Freedom Hall that night when UHA played Catholic, there might have been 4,000 people there. And uh, But you had to... Two guys going at it, Jeff Jackson, who won that night at one state tournament, and Danny Haney, who won one later in Rupp Arena, were, were in there playing for their first title. But then Patino was trying to coach the uh, Kentucky Wildcats, a whole team of overachievers, onto the, onto the Final Four. And it looked like they had done it until that last play. But that's enough about that. I know that makes you sad. <laughs> I'm a UCLA fan. UK doesn't bother me too bad. Oh, no kidding. You think you think I don't remember that? <laughs> and what about the Lakers? Are you a little bit of a fan for the Lakers? Just a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. um, after your uh, – your, I think you retired. What year did you retire from Pulaski for the first time? Well, I coached on – uh, we were runner-up in the region 94 and 95. And I was, uh, uh, I became the principal and worked two more years after 95, and then I retired from from that. And then I went on to work at a day treatment center as an administrator for 10 years. But during that time, I coached the Pulaski 201 to 204 again. Uh, program had hit rock bottom and I was trying to build that back up. Uh, but then I retired from the day treatment uh, as the principal in 2010. So I've had three retirements of uh, significant time <laughs> spread out over my time in this all this. And then after your time at Pulaski, you got the offer to go to Knott Central uh, and one, you played coach one year there and won the state, uh, the regional championship in 2010. Tell me about that experience for you. Well, I inherited a really good basketball team in North Central. Uh, I was I was thinking about getting back in coaching, and I thought I wanted to. And so uh, they kind of needed me, and I kind of needed them. Uh, 
they had uh, had some high expectations up there. So uh, I went up there and I, I inherited two really good players in Tate Cox and Stewart Tampa. But you know how the 14 region is. You know to get to the state tournament, you got to go through uh, Hazard, Perry Central, Breath. Not you know, it's just that's that group that <laughs> hangs out up there. Last year, and so we we were good, and we knew we were good, but we also knew Perry Central was good. We knew Breath. It was good. And that's how it came down. Uh, we beat Hazard in the first game. No, we beat Brethen in the first game of the region. We beat Hazard the second game and Curry Central in the finals. And we were down uh, 10 with two and a half minutes to play to Curry Central. And then a series of plays, mistakes for them and good plays by our guys, we were able to win that game. It, it was quite a miracle. And that was the first time... Not County had been to the state tournament in 19 years, so they had a pretty good gap in the number of trips they've made. Um, and then six years, yeah, six years later, you came to Powell County. Uh, what was uh, you wanted to get back in the coaching? You've been in Florida for a little while. Uh, wanted to get back in coaching. Tell me about that choice to come back to the place you started. Well. It's no secret that the Powell program wasn't going great guns. And uh, I was uh, interested in coaching, but I was walking on the beach in Florida when the first call came to me about going to Powell County, and I didn't think it was something I wanted to do. But we talked about it some more, and uh, I felt like Powell gave me a job and gave me a chance. And uh, and I just felt it was always home to me. Now I'm older than than all the people associated with it. Now I go back to your Aunt Catherine Kincher and Forrest Kincher and and uh, Billy Long and Myra Stone and Pike Stone, people who supported me, Wayne Hearn, and when we built that program, uh, I just could feel the ghosts of them thinking you probably ought to come back up here and, and just see what happens just give us one more you know one more run at it so it was nostalgia and it was out of a sense of loyalty that I felt like I needed to come up there and uh, I told the, the administration when I came up there and of course now the principal the AD and superintendent that, that I talked to, they're all gone. But I told them then, with my age, two or three years, you know, with what it takes out of you, that might do it for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I came, and I enjoyed it, and I had a great time. And I don't think I hurt the program. Uh, I know we improved a lot of things, and I'm happy that I did that. Uh, I, I wish I could have stayed longer and finished it, but I simply, and I know you're going to ask this, so I'm going to tell you first, I simply got to the point physically and mentally, fatigued, exhausted. I didn't feel like I could give the team all the hours and all the attention 
that they needed. And what people don't realize is you got to scout. You got to get out and go see other teams play. You got to watch film. Uh, you need to bring kids into the gym for extra work. And I just felt like I wasn't getting that done to the level that the Pirates deserved. And I was really comfortable with Blake Williams and Travis and John Combs. So I felt like with his youth and energy that it was a good time to hand that off because I just felt like I wasn't given the program and given the kids. Well, I was giving them all I had, but I didn't have enough. <laughs> so, and, and I didn't want it to impact my health, and I thought it was to the point where it was. So it wasn't a selfish decision. Uh, I was very, very saddened to have to do that, but it felt like it was the right thing to do. And uh, really early morning practices can really um, – I know it's hard on the players. I'd say it's really hard. It would be really hard on you too, uh, having practices all the time. In basketball, you got to have practices about every day. So it's not like a – it's like a once-a-week thing. you got to give your all to it to – have a good product on the court, and um, I re- it was really cool for me when you came back to Pal. I remember like a few months before you got the job, I told my mom, um, "Wouldn't it be awesome if uh, Coach Fraley came back and Coach Crow was his lead assistant?" I thought that would be the neatest thing. I thought my uncles would have yeah. see that. And, um, those really- well, they would have. And you know, I, I love visiting with Winford and HK and the guys that are still around the program. And John was John was up there when I came. Mm-hmm. Uncle John had not passed on then, so yeah. he and I had two or three really good talks and, and visits. And he, John had quite a wry sense of humor that people don't realize. He, uh, we, we talked and laughed a lot. Uh, I love the Kincher family. You know that. Yeah. And uh, too. it was just. It was just a good thing, good thing for me. Powell County will always be home for me. There's no one roots harder than the Pirates. Tuesday night, I, by my calculation, that seeds that throws up the number one seed in the district for them. I know they beat Owsley 41-38. And uh, so it gives them an excellent chance. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that part of it. Yeah, and they uh, the game-winning three-pointer. Pretty cool. Wonderful. Yeah. Hey, that's a good guy right there. Yeah. They're all good boys. I love that team. I wish I could have. I wish I could have been more for them. Uh, been there longer for them. It's. Uh, it wasn't a decision that I made lightly, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was. It was the best thing for them and for me. Um, one more thing we got. Um, there was a lot of hype around getting your 700th win. There was WKYT was there to film that. It's one of the few feats that high school coaches have accomplished in the state of Kentucky. What did that mean to you to get that number of wins? Well, I guess seven it means I lasted a long time, for one thing. Uh, I wanted to uh, – we talked about that, getting the number one and number 700 in the same place. That could be a pretty cool story. I, I guess I'm glad to be in that group. Uh, I just haven't processed it yet. Uh, it means I had a lot of good players through the years that that helped me. Uh, that that I had a, a lot of super assistant coaches that that helped me. 
because you don't do those things on your own. And uh, my hat always goes off to my players and my assistant coaches that contributed probably more than I did, or certainly as much. And uh, it's very meaningful to me because it's a tribute to those guys that that worked hard uh, all those years. And uh, I just uh, – I'm glad to be in the 700 group, but I'll tell you this quick story if you have time, and then I will be done. Uh, Dean Smith coached the North Carolina Tar Heels. And, you know, he coached 20 – I want to say three years before he won the first NCAA. And after the thing was over, they asked Dean Smith if if that validated his coaching career to win a title. And he said to the reporter, how does that make me a better coach than I was two hours ago? And I've always thought about that. If six, If you win 680... Are you smarter at 702? <laughs> and, you know, those things are all in relative and in perspective. Uh, there's a great lot of tremendous basketball coaches and programs out there that never get to go to the state tournament because of the element of luck. And, and we're just blessed in Powell and Pulaski and, and David Fraley that we got to go and got to experience the things we have. And the best thing about my coaching career, PK, is this, relationships. When it's all said and done, the trophies are nice, the accolades are nice, what have you. But the relationships with the Kentra family, with the Hanson family, the Long family, you can name the Hearn family, the, the Skidmore family. The good ones, the Deshaun uh, Williams, uh, Bryce Marion's. I mean, you can go. I can go through this county here, and I can go through Powell, and the relationships are what made David Fraley who he is. And the relationships are the things that I cherish the most, and that's not going to change. Trophies will tarnish. Trophies will tarnish. Memories will fade. But your relationships live as long as you do, buddy. Coach, thanks again for coming on to the show. Really had uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show, and loved hearing your stories. And means a lot. Okay, okay, I'll see you again, buddy. Okay, this has been my interview. Thank you. This has been my interview with Coach David Fraley on the Ball Talk Pod. You can check out all of our episodes on my website, www.balltalkpod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and all our social media outlets. Thank you.